this is absolutely incredible. This is a medical breakthrough because you could do like these 10, 11 things all at the same time. And then you can move the needle with ATP production, maybe get it to 20%, maybe to 25%, but that you can maybe like just press a button and a completely non-invasive way. It's 20 to 29%. This is huge. That's Was humongous. he talking about your technology? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, he, when, when he learned about the results yes. and looked, looked at the details and everything, and he's using the tech, you know, he's actively using the tech and, and talking about it. If you've been paying attention, you know the global economy is transforming. The BRICS nations want to see the end of the dollar reserve currency, and many countries are joining their effort. The Western banking system is the most fragile it's been since 2008. The highly respected Weiss Research Group accurately provided advance warning on which banks are gonna fail with 99.3% accuracy after the 2008 crisis. They are now predicting that a whopping 4,243 banks are vulnerable to failure and 1,210 of those banks face imminent failure. When this situation comes to pass, it will dwarf the 2008 banking crisis. The only asset that has historically weathered a storm this severe has been precious metals. It has never been a better time to buy gold and silver to protect your family. Contact Miles Franklin at info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me and you will get the best service and the best prices on gold and silver in the country. That is a guarantee from them to me. Remember, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me. Do this now to protect your assets and the ones you love. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have two of my favorite scientists. I love having really good scientists come on my program. And this is Philip and Ion. And they've been on my show before, but many times before, but they're coming back to give us updates on their quantum energy, their frequency tech that they have. And it is absolutely amazing. They've done over 30 peer-reviewed, double-blind, placebo-based studies with really good universities and institutions, and they're going to share some of that. I think you're going to be absolutely amazed at how much promise this tech has from uh, from dealing with the spike protein to really rebuilding tissue to upping our ATP levels. I mean, just amazing, amazing things that they're going to share with you today. And I'm also having, putting a couple of their products on our Christmas, unique Christmas list. They have this healing capsule and it, it protects you EMF, total EMF protection. And you'll see the pictures of what blood looks like uh, subjected to EMF and then at, before and after. Actually, I'll put them up right now again. And this healing capsule will do a complete, completely protect you from the EMF that's around you. And that is on the Christmas list that I have. And the link is below. Otherwise, you go to sarahwestall.com slash shop. And there's a link for that for uh, the unique Christmas gifts. They also have a water bottle that is infused with all your vitamins and minerals. So if you're going to be exercising, you might as well be drinking out of a water bottle that where the water gives you your vitamins and minerals. And because we're just not getting it. Like I was telling them during the show, Marjorie Wildcraft was on my show um, before this one. And she said when she was a child, 
a carrot used to have 11 times the nutrients, minerals and nutrients, minerals and vitamins that it does today. Our food just doesn't have it. So we're needing to get this in other areas. And not everybody likes to take a ton of vitamin or a ton of pills every day. I mean, you start to get sick of taking all these pills. So drinking water that has your vitamins and minerals is great. I actually think you should do both, uh, but because you want to get as much into your body as your body can absorb. But this is such a wonderful thing. Thing, this water bottle that has your vitamins and minerals and same with the EMF protection. And you'll see what these, the difference of what your blood looks like. So again, sarahwestall.com slash shop. And then you'll see the link to unique Christmas gifts. The link below, if you're watching this on video, will go right to that list. Okay. Before we get into this, I want to remind you that there are special exclusives at sarahwestall.substack.com. I put the interview with JJ Carroll, it, it cut off and people wanted to hear the rest of it. It was over an hour. And whenever things are over an hour, a lot of times I'll take the additional interview segment and make that for my paid Substack subscribers. But instead I made it public because a lot of people wanted to hear that. So if you go to my Substack, sarahwestall.com, sarahwestall.substack.com, you will find the JJ Carroll, the full interview there and the additional segment um, there is public. So go there and find that. Okay. Let's get into my really interesting discussion with Ion Mitchell and Philip Horsendorf failing. I know I chopped that to pieces. I just call him Philip. Okay. Let's get into the show now. Philip and Ion, welcome back to the program. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, well, I have two of my favorite scientists on. I haven't had you in a while, so I'm so glad that you are back. We are going to talk about quantum energy and frequency, and you are one of the foremost scientists in the world, without a doubt, working on this and progressing this field and you're making huge headway and i'm so impressed with what you have but before we get into some of the amazing things that you're doing you need to talk about at a high level what this technology is that you have and how it works so that an average person can understand i know that's hard to do but it's important Absolutely. Yeah. So for everyone that hasn't watched any of the previous videos, so we developed the technology that can imprint pure natural quantum energy into any object, and it can be leveraged for any physiological organism as well. So for any plant, for any animal, for any human, and then with that, we can combine it with specific frequencies or any frequencies that we actually like and desire to use, um, which we call frequency medicine. So we can use the quantum energy as the carrier wave, if you will, and add specific frequencies to promote changes. Or we just leverage the pure natural quantum energy um, to make a dent, really, and we'll get into the science of that. And I want to make sure for the people that are out there and saying, well, the whole quantum mechanics stuff, that's some crap. We're not doing quantum mechanics at all. We actually work with the understanding that Tesla had. We work directly, literally, with the ether, which is a model that the scientists have abandoned at some point. But that's absolutely not our understanding. Actually, we that's the real deal. And that's what we work with. We still call it quantum because on an energetic level, that's that's how we actually observe this. And what is quantum energy? It's the energy behind the matter. It's also the same energy we have in each of our cells. 
that's how the cells communicate. And yeah, I'll let Ian add something to that. And before I um, hand it over to you, and, and there's two different worlds, right? There's the Lila quantum tech world, which has actual physical products. So you can have the so-called block technology, or you can have some other products like water bottles and little capsules that all protect you against EMF because they neutralize our harmful effects and there's a lot of other things. And then there's something called quantum upgrade. It originates from the very same technology, but it is literally working over distance. And we'll get into that uh, a little bit, but just so you're aware, there's like two different things, but it's all based on the very same technology. That's excellent. Yes. And this is really, and Ian, hold on a second. This is really Tesla technology taken to a, uh, you know, going, taking his original uh, discoveries and taking it farther. Actually, not really. It's we work and operate with the same understanding that he had, but it is not Tesla technology at all. It is completely self-invented um, and and built. So it is not Tesla technology, but he has he operated with the same understanding. And it's the same understanding of Tesla's, yeah. but you took that and did and built on it. I mean, you took that working with the no we also didn't build on it at all actually we did not even look at that as he had the same understanding of how the world works what the ether is and that same understanding we are applying or a very similar understanding at least we're not basing anything on his technology we also don't work with electricity okay so that okay. well that's don't what i understand I, yeah. I meant you're but you're using the same philosophy if you will correct and then yes correct leveraging that that's what i meant yes. i just needed to word it differently so good yes. okay ion take it away yeah you know it's kind of funny just as an aside i very often think about how frustrated slash lonely Tesla must have felt doing some of the things he was doing uh, because there it was so far ahead of the curve. I, I you guys have probably heard Especially me say that. Especially back then. Yeah, well, in 1914, uh, at the International Electrical Engineering Conference, the IEEE conference, he he spoke about how in the future, you'd be able to have a device that you could communicate with anyone anywhere else in the world and see their face and talk to them. And he was panned. He was written up as being an insane person. And he was a sham. And, blah, blah, blah. You know, and you fast forward 110 years, and, you know, here we are. Uh, you know, using that all the time. I mean, we're we're in opposite parts of the world right now, talking real time and video, and it's just funny because you know sometimes the being a couple of steps ahead is great in a sense, but it also lands you in the category of absolute quackery. And you know, one of the things that we always hit, and, th and this is funny, is when you're trying to do something that is more subtle than the substrates of matter that you have to test things with, it gets very difficult, right? Because you can test for an electron. Um, you can test for a photon, but we sadly do not have our quantumometer built yet. You know, but the, it, and it's because we're testing for things that are super subtle, so we don't really have the capacity to see that. So what we can test for are things like EMF effects, blood work, you know, cellular cultures, and and we can look at the outcroppings of it, but we can't actually see the direct interaction so that it, from as as a scientist it makes it very difficult because you have to really start to think outside of the box of okay as a very gross creature how do i pare th things down and look at very subtle effects and what's what's actually happening because the way i 
look at this is we're we're dealing with things that are the very substrate of manifest reality like where things become matter and it's those fluctuations and vibrations that we're actually playing with to yield beneficial effects and we can see the beneficial effects we can do cell cultures and look at atp rates and all that sort of stuff but it's still we don't really have the lexicon to describe everything fully because the technology is fresh and that, and that's great. I mean, that's personally, that's where I like to be is kind of at the forefront of things where you can't just go to Google and look up the answer. You actually have to use your brain and you think will about never be a follower. You will always be, <laughs> I know you, I am now for almost what, eight years. Yeah. <laughs> you will always be on the forefront of something. Well, I'm sorry. Keep going. Yeah, no, I just, and that's totally true. I, I like looking at things and, and I, my, particular view is that as a scientist, you have to be agnostic, right? If you pull the thread and it gives you the set of data that you've always gotten, run with that. But if you pull the thread and you get something totally different, you know, you don't blow it off. I was talking to a a fella and said, you know, if you drop a ball a thousand times and 999, it hits the ground as per the usual. But one time it just hovers in space in front of you. You don't go "Ah, statistical aberration and blow it off. You go, what the hell happened? You know, you'll be like, whoa, knowing you, that would become your life focus. Why the hell is that hovering? (laughs) No, that's good. The things that that we're working on, you know, Philip has this technology. And so I'm looking at it going, wow, okay, so this is being leveraged to do all these beneficial things. But just trying to describe it sometimes is even difficult. You know, and that's why we did some experiments on ATP rates that I'm sure we'll get into later. But it was double blind placebo controlled trial at a university. And we did it three times. And we did it three times because the professor who was running the trial was so kind of taken aback by the results. I mean, I was too, honestly, you know, I was the only one who actually knew which set was which, um, you know, and the guys doing the experiment didn't. And when we revealed it at the end and looked at the data, it was insanely compelling. I mean, it was very clear data sets, but we kept doing it because as a professor, you can't publish something like that or talk about it because you're going to get absolutely hardcore panned by everybody who says, oh, you're a moron that doesn't exist. Well, I mean, you could have said the same thing a century ago about really hardcore spectroscopy, which is stuff that we use now every single day. That's right. Yep. But but it was just at the time, like, ah, what can you possibly tell with light? But the, but the professor that did that, Nick went back, that's a very serious issue at universities because they, if they don't want that information going out, they will destroy you, won't they? I mean, it, it's a... So his concerns are very real, especially when it changes the paradigm of people, then you have to really cross your T's and dot your I's. Because you have some stories that you were telling me before we went online that were just horrifying. Well, I know. Yeah, I know firsthand and then secondhand uh, for one of them, but firsthand for one of them that, yeah, when you start to shift the paradigm, people aren't so warm and cozy you know they're they're not really friendly about it you you start pushing the boundaries about i i think it's probably kind of like scientific egoism you know they're they're saying oh well i wrote a book on this and now you're saying this which is in direct contradiction to what i'm saying and it's a whole lot easier to say ah they're a moron as opposed to well maybe i'm completely wrong i it's just it's very difficult do something to say, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. I've been totally wrong for the past 30 years. Well, calling you a moron saves their salary. You know what I mean? It saves their yeah. reputation. So they, they're 
if you wrote a book and you spent 20 years, you know, building your reputation off this book and your field of study and it's wrong, (laughs) you know, you're protecting your empire at that point. Yeah, it's Upton Sinclair's line about you'll have a very difficult time getting a man to understand something he's paid to not understand. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that is that's exactly right. And so your stories about how some of these professors that have everything, you know, crossing their dot, you know, crossing their T's, dotting their I's, really doing amazing work that that can forward humanity and they've been buried or they you know the work has been buried or falsified or I, the stories you were telling me can you at least say even though i know you can't say names can you yeah at least... well I'll, I'll say one of them so they there's a thing that nasa uses a lot now called low energy nuclear reactions lenr is the acronym and if, for anybody paying attention it's cold fusion all right. It's basically it's Pons and Fleischmann's work from the late 80s. And they were hammered. They were publicly discredited and toned, you know, shown to be scientific frauds and shams. And and actually they weren't. Uh, they were they were on the right track. But the people who were given the the authority to say yay or nay were in charge of the hot fusion program at MIT. And they would have stood to have lost something around half a billion dollars in grant research funding. And so rather than say, oh, our mistake, these guys are on point, they apparently changed some of the data and just crushed those guys. And you and know, they one wrecked guy- their reputations, right? And these guys were doing well, amazing work. Well, and the thing is, I don't think they were driven, I mean, you know, they were one of those guys was a really phenomenal electrochemist. And he was probably arguably the best guy in the country. And to just come out and hammer the guy they did with impunity and nothing happened to those guys for saying, oh, these guys are complete shams and they're frauds. You know, one guy died completely stressed out. The other guy moved to another country to teach. And, you know, it's uh, they just devastate them because it's much easier to do that than it is to say, oh, hey, we're going to lose all this money. It's I mean, truly. If you really want to understand a lot of how science is dictated, you literally have to follow the money because you you don't get grants from, you know, for things like you, if you want um, a national science foundation grant, you know, maybe you get it, maybe you don't. A lot of that is not really dictated by who has the best science. It's dictated by who is, you know, a friend of a friend or doing things that convey the the message that people are trying to get out, you know, because so much of it is driven by private industry. That's why I'm I'm very happy that I'm able to do things on my own without having to to go out and seek out funding because it, in my opinion it keeps the science a whole lot more honest. I mean, if you if you read things funded by the National Dairy Council that tell you ice cream is a health food, um that, yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I I think they maybe have a you know, conflict of interest there, but who knows? Maybe it's also, you know. That's such a great example. Ice cream is and a health food because girl. they're paid to push dairy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so thankfully that professor really, you know, <laughs> was able to talk about it, right? So it's, it's all published and, you know, he, I think the first, Maybe we need to also tell people what that even means, like the ATP production, because I mentioned it already. So ATP production is basically that's the energy production of the human cells. And right, you can live without food for quite some time, and then you can live without water for less time, but without ATP production, you're dead like this. That's how much we needed to actually live. And we need uh, especially good ATP production if we have a mental 
uh, exercise, like playing chess, for example, or as a professional athlete, you know, we're in a performance or a competition, something like that. And, and then there's tons of things you can do to increase your ATP production. Um, and it, it showed to be increased by 20 to 29% in a completely non-invasive way, right? Where uh, Dave Asprey, I, you know, usually don't quote him, but he's the father of biohacking. He wrote a whole book on ATP production. He said, this is absolutely incredible. This is a medical breakthrough because you could do like these 10, 11 things all at the same time. And then you can move the needle with ATP production, maybe get it to 20%, maybe to 25%, but that you can maybe like just press a button and a completely non-invasive way, it's 20 to 29%. This is huge. Are you looking for the ultimate Christmas gift for the prepper in your family? Or maybe you are looking for affordable ways to prepare for what may be coming. If this is you, we have a curated list of unique gifts for all members of your family. But within that list, we have the ultimate list of prepper gifts. It includes important essentials from the medicine garden that turns your backyard into a complete natural pharmacy to the DYI solar panel guide that saves you up to 85% on solar panels. We also have the air phone that extracts up to 10 gallons of water from even the driest desert air to the guide that helps you build a portable space energy generator to power your entire home for less than $300. And wait, there's more. The ultimate woodworking guide that comes with over 16,000 of the best woodworking plans available so you can make anything you want or need. And there is even more. To see all the options, go to sarahwestall.com under shop and look for the unique Christmas list on the top of the shop page or use the link below. Huge. That's was he talking about your technology? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, he, when, when he learned about the results yes. and looked, looked at the details and everything, and he's using the tech, you know, he's actively using the tech and, and talking about it. Um, that's what he said. And the, the professor, as you know, I said, so I would describe him as such a great guy, also really kind hearted. You know, I, I don't know him well, but through those those interactions, gotten to know him. But mainstream, you know, his perspective definitely was before that first study was mainstream. That's how I would consider him. So he said, yeah, sure. I run these studies all the time. I'm an expert in the field since two, three decades. I've been doing this here in this university lab and I can do that. But I don't think this can work, right? How how would this work? Like I'm not I'm not like pouring something on it or putting a shot in it or something. It's not physical, yeah. Exactly, it's not physical. So it, but that's like the best people to actually really um, get challenged by, you know. And someone runs a study like that, they look at every detail, they turn every stone uh, to to look at the the technology. And and he was proven wrong completely in the first study already. And that that one by itself was already statistically significant. We're talking about like millions of cells in the control group and millions of cells in the uh, in the treated group, right? And it was absolutely clear there was no doubt about it. And then. He, he, I think he said, well, okay, so, wow, this is crazy. There's a part of me that can't believe it yet. We have to do it again. So they did it a second time, same results. Then he did it a third time. I think that was more for really covering his butt and just saying, okay, I've done it like three times and three times it was statistically significant. And it, it really showed always the same result. And I think that's, that's quite fascinating. And we're glad he put it out and there's, more to that we'll get into it. Yeah, if you can send me some pictures, we'll put it up while we're talking here. But did you change his life? 
essentially. Because I know a scientist that sees something oh. totally new, it would just be, uh, that's the coolest thing, I think, for a scientist. I, I, yeah, I can pretty definitively say we did not change his life. But uh, I think he's he's already, there. in my opinion, there, there are a couple of different types of scientists, but two of the big camps are those who are willing to accept that they don't know everything and change. And the guys who just think that, you know, kind of uh, Lord Kelvin, you know, everything that can be discovered already has, you know, those are kind of your two primary camps. And he's very much in the camp of, you know, he doesn't know. So he's always going back to first principles. That's actually why I like seeing the stuff that he does in his lab is because he, he primarily works on oncology and he and, you know, used to be at the Fred Hutchison Can Cancer Center and, and just a really brilliant guy in terms of how he breaks things down into first principles and says, OK, this is what everybody says, but why? And then kind of works through it to see progressively, like, is every point on this logic sequence correct? And if it's not, he goes back and comes up with a theory that does it and data that validates it or d invalidates it. Yeah, it's just, that's how science is supposed to be done. Yeah, so that's I, great. I don't think yeah, he was already in the camp of a, a really great scientist in that he's open and willing to see things in different light. I think if he hadn't been, he probably would have booted me out of his lab and That's said, right. go away, this is quackery. You're a moron, yeah, you're a quack. But he tells his students now about this. And so I think in this in case, indeed, something really change. shifted. Yes. Yeah, it mm -hmm. shifted. Whenever you see a paradigm-changing thing, it does change you. Even if yeah, it's small, it, I mean, you, he's going to have other things that are going to change him as he goes along. Oh, but I get changed all the time listening to people come on my show and they teach me just like, wow, that's so cool. Or it's not cool, but it still changes me. Yeah, you've got access to some of the best new tech that's coming out. And a lot of it does seem fringy. I think 100 years from now, none of this stuff will seem fringe. It will seem very, hopefully, At, old. Added, yeah, antiquated. You know? And 100 yeah. years, what we're talking about is antiquated and obvious. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. You know, unfortunately, a lot so of the Tesla did is it, literally, they, I mean, you guys have both seen that ozone thing that I did. Tesla did, you know, ozone in 1903. And literally until, I guess, 2019, when I kind of revisited what he had done, I don't think anybody actually knew the depths of what he had done. He had used these huge magnetic field beds to line ozone in so he could actually get them to line up in effectively single file order so it was so much stronger than a normal ozonated oil because it didn't react against itself and just become oxygen it stayed in a straight line until it was congealed and it was you know multiples of, of the degree of strength of any other product like that but that was brilliant everybody just thought he had been a quack and he was you know it's some weird tesla thing where he's putting it over magnet beds nope he was well, thinking way ahead of the curve he was way ahead the intelligence agencies the government the leaders of our world if you will they knew uh, they took over trump's uncle famously took over the tesla's files for mit and mit they buried them they probably so, didn't understand them <laughs> they probably didn't understand them yeah they're starting to now though they probably have been working on them for a long time They've, but there's a lot more in the dark what do you call it the secret programs of darpa well, time to bring bring up a quote here, maybe from Tesla. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, you need to think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. So that's, that's for right. all the listeners out there, because that's that's, that's really right. the time right now. Like if you haven't spent time on this before, and you know we're looking inside, actually, also uh, for that matter, then it's about time to do that because 
that's the time right now to wake up and we deal with all this stuff in the outer world that's always bothersome and difficult and, and, and fearful in a way, but we need to raise our own vibration. So that's where we ought to start. And then we can maybe also understand if we're energy and frequency at core, then we can also leverage energy and frequency uh, to help us, you know, to get to the next level and to really build our own power from within. And that's what this is all about um, in in essence anyway, because all the physical results and, and hey, we will blow your mind. So stay on for sure, because there's more stuff coming than just the ATP study, which by itself is amazing. But it all starts really on the unseen. It starts on the vibrational level, right? It starts on the consciousness level. And and that's important for people to understand. What we work with is, in essence, you could call that high consciousness fields. And they, they're sort of like, I mean, to understand that it's, it's sort of on like the below subatomic level, you could say. And then it ripples through all the way into the physical. Um, and it, it tends to bring things and organisms in order. And that is why that happens. So I just wanted to mention that, even though for some people that may be very woo-woo or even ultra-woo, but that's the reality. Uh, that is well, just isn't the this truth. bringing science <laughs> to the woo-woo world, essentially? I mean, we're, yeah, you're, yeah. and the spiritual very, world, eventually we'll start to explain some of the spiritual world. It's starting to already. And it's bringing all those disciplines together, but putting science behind it and proving it. Yes, yeah, correct. It's it really no different than, you know, somebody 400 years ago, if they had said like, oh, my God, there are these little bugs and they and they're getting me sick. And I have and people would have gone, you're crazy. It's spirits, you know, <laughs> as, oh, as the, bacteria. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. As, as the lexicon changes, you know, it, we add more terms to it and we start to understand things. But technology has to progress for it, you know, because to see to see a bacterium, we can do that with a microscope. Right. But the the difference is like we can see a bacteria but viruses are so small that if you were a bacteria you'd have to have a microscope to see it you know i mean the kind of the same relative scale and we're doing that like philip said this is the stuff that's the substrate below the physical and it's just it takes it takes a bit to kind of drill down and see it. Hopefully, there will be breakthroughs in the field, and in the next, like I said, you know, the next fifty hundred years, people will have the capacity to see this. Like, oh, look at that! There's a ripple there. It's a quantum fluctuation. Oh, it's a you know, and maybe they'll call it consciousness. Maybe they won't. But that's that's kind of what we're doing is trying to drill down and and suss this out in the most academic way we can and say, okay, this is what we're seeing. We may or may not have the terminology to describe everything fully, but we can at least keep kind of shooting around with scatter plots to say, okay, it's moving in this direction and start isolating and defining. And that's I, that's what my job is with this, is to try and do things in, in the capacity that I can actually get valid studies and show that there's efficacy behind the things that we're doing. And sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. And if there's not, then we change gears and move towards finding something that will help people. So exactly. And it's not theoretical. Like we're not talking about some theoretical models here or some Nobel Prize winning, you know, theory. This is real. This is absolutely real and very practical. And that's why it can be measured. It can be repeated and uh, demonstrated. And 
because we talked about the recap why we've had yeah, shows you still before. should be able to make win the nobel prize on this <laughs> I, Anyways, keep going. I, I, I think none of us <laughs> really care about that. the nobel prize <laughs> it's all bs i agree but i'm just saying i had to throw that out so much of what uh, some of the you guys and other scientists that i have you know do when you're right at the cutting edge here you're not going to win any of those prizes those are all of political but you if, should if, be but go ahead if we can win the prize of some humans feeling better with yes, this and, yes. and saying thank you in their mm -hmm. heart you know that's that's i think the prize that that's a great prize right that is the only prize that really matters in the end of the day and just for the people that may be new to this and they haven't seen the previous shows you know maybe i want to give a quick recap of what we've been able to show in the past and then we can move on having mentioned the atp study already into the new findings well show us um, the so let's talk about the emf what you did with the blood because we had some pictures before where we started with a, a blood that's ex before then you expose it to emf and then you expose it to this yes uh, and and it's better than it was initially Correct. So, so in total, we by now have over 25 placebo-controlled studies that were done in various different fields, basically, looking at, for example, heart rate variability, the blood, and many other things. The blood was one example where we have, I think, seven of such studies now that were randomized, sham-controlled, and blinded done in Europe and in the U.S., by the way, by Dr. Beverly Rubik, who is amazing and, and probably the number one in regards to left blood analysis in the US. And they showed uh, the test person was always tested before in an environment that was non-Wi-Fi. So in the lab, Wi-Fi was completely turned off. Uh, then they turned Wi-Fi on. And now you may show these pictures here where what happens with the blood actually if it was previously not exposed to wi-fi and then it gets exposed it looks crazy there's this really strong blood clotting going on very very quickly you can see it in real time um, and then they leave wi-fi on and then they introduce our tech and again that was done in various different ways we've did it over distance like hundreds thousands of miles away we've done it with people putting the hand into our block or the block was just somewhere near or in the next room right and in those cases it was sham controlled so you had a block that was charged with our tech and one that just looked exactly the same but it didn't you know, didn't have any charge, didn't have any charge. Right. And so to rule out the placebo effects, right. So that's how that is done. And the results were absolutely amazing. Stage one and stage two of blood clotting reversed within, you know, 10 minutes, white blood cell activity, motility increased rapidly, parasitic load decreased significantly. The, you know, the blood was more oxygenated, things like that, that you really would love to see in the blood. And the changes were significant, not just like random. So it happened in hundred percent of the cases. And it was also not just marginal, it was literally significant, very, very significant. So that's the blood. But but an average person's blood is fairly coagulated anyways, because we're affected by EMF all the time. And then you put EMFs directly right. on it, and then it really screws up their blood. But your experiment or your, your technology brings the, the person's everyday blood to much healthier because we're all yes. we're all subjected to it. Correct. So so it's so in those ten minutes, which is a very short time frame, by the way. We know already after five minutes you could do these measurements, but in those specific studies, she chose ten minutes. Um, it it was quite significant because 
not only were all of the negative effects that were shown by by the EMFs um, mitigated at that point, but literally in, I think, over 50% of the cases, it, it was so much better than the the first test within 10 minutes you had you had not only neutralized all the emf effects you were already better than 10 minutes ago with no wi-fi impact so that's indeed quite significant and now this has been taken further because as people kept asking us so okay what about in airplanes and what about in electric cars because in airplanes and in electric cars you have a significant wi-fi exposure right um, or EMF exposure, I should say. It's not necessarily Wi-Fi, of course. Uh, it could be like 4G, 5G, and then the battery uh, in the electric cars. And people may not know this, but you can do that test on your own. You just take a EMF meter. It's like 100 bucks or so, um, and then test it in a gas car and then test it in an electric car. And then, you know, for fun, you can just drive for an hour in an electric car and keep testing. And you will find the longer you drive in an electric car, the higher the EMF exposure. There's people having migraines uh, that they get from that, chronic migraines and lots of other issues actually that they get from this. And well, you you hear people from that industry saying, well, there's Wi-Fi or EMFs don't matter, right? I mean, it's that, that's all BS. It, it absolutely matters. And there's way over a thousand studies out there that are independent that show that there's significant short-term, mid-term, and long-term uh, impacts, right, that are very negative. And what was shown, though, now in this study that the Base Institute ran with the strongest electric car on the market in Europe, they showed the almost pathological impact on the organs in the human body when they were in an electric car as they kept driving longer then they tested in various scenarios so they tested also what happened when they charged the battery they tested when they drove for an hour had a passenger all of them were on the phone at the same time so all these different uh, situations that you run into an electric car they tested and each time using our technology everything was still ongoing you know they were still on the phone and everything introducing our tech 100 percent of all those negative effects were neutralized so it's quite significant. And so that study has also been published. And yeah, I think now we can only top that with wound healing. So we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk because you not only can you reverse EMF effects in our blood, which is important, you're you guys have been working on wound healing. And you've been working on eliminating the spike protein, which is really interesting. So where do you want to start next? Well, so with the spike protein, I'll, I'll do that. We'll do that afterwards. And we actually did not work on it at all. Like that was oh, really that's a cool. finding. That's a that's a, yeah, that's exactly. Awesome. That, okay. Yep, that was a finding in an ongoing study that, that we'll reference. But so the wound healing, and I'll hand this uh, over to Aini in a second, that came basically through the professor that ran the ATP study, right? The studies. Um, and then I learned, well, he has the capability to also look at wound healing right of uh, of cells where you and I, I will explain this and then you know i asked well you could he run these wound healing experiments as well and then the answer was yes and then i think ian take it away yeah so the idea for a wound healing experiment you take human dermal fibroblasts skin cells and you put them in a petri dish and you grow them to confluence which just means they're they're across the entire surface then you 
scrape them. So you either use a laser or, or something mechanical and you cut the same with band in it. And then you image those. So you put them in a microscope and you take static images to see where they are as a starting point and you measure the distance across the cut. And then in this case, we took some of the cells were treated, some of the cells were untreated, and then you look at the rapidity with which those cells become confluent. So basically how quickly they can close up the gap that you've cut into the cells. And the rates were profoundly different in terms of how quickly those gaps closed. And it's and, and you can see it because there are different phases where there's a little bit of cell growth and then there's kind of fibrin layering in there where it, it looks like there's a kind of a, a texture that comes together and then they go back to being fully confluent. And the, the rate is super fast. What, what we had seen was about 85 to 100 percent. Um, so almost double, you know, just shy of double. And we're doing it a third time just to make sure that we have really, really good, super conclusive pictures to be able to show that. Because again, you publish something like that, you can just expect that somebody is going to absolutely hammer you on that because it, it even being the person you know kind of proctoring that experiment when i look at it it it's shocking right you're you're not there's no physical interaction i think that was the big thing that kind of left both myself and and that professor kind of dumbfounded at first was with no physical interaction whatsoever, you're able to get these very pronounced changes in cellular biology. The, the way we're all taught is, you know, and kind of sadly, he who uses a hammer tends to treat everything like a nail, right? So if you're a biochemist, you think of things in terms of biochemistry, right? Like what kind of compounds am I going to put on? I have to do a thing. You don't really think of things in terms of electromagnetics or quantum waves or consciousness. You, you think about what you've studied. And one, one of the things that I find kind of telling about all this is looking at, you know, sort of the, the different waveforms. We know matter of factly, like when Philip was talking about the EMF effects in cars, if you look at transcranial magnetic stimulation as a therapeutic, th there's a hundred percent clarity on whether you can affect someone's brain using magnetic stimulation. There's, there's no question there. It's very much in advanced studies and sometimes, you know, being used as testing in FDA trials and things like that. So we, we know that all of these things elicit a huge effect, but there's a substrate below electromagnetics that, you know, it's, it's in part of the spectrum, I'm sure, but it's just not a part that we're terribly attuned to yet. And that's why we're always kind of shooting around the periphery of it. But we can see that when we make a change, it has a kind of a cascading effect and it's you know it's the substrate below things and that effect cascades up and whether it changes atp what's the next outcropping behind that well if you change the atp levels you're going to change the rapidity with which you can get the cells to heal right if they're damaged cells well, the cells are going to and, and to just to just there. before before you ask, I want to just because I don't know if listeners really understood that it was eighty five to one hundred percent acceleration in wound healing. So that it's it's That's not just like zero point eight percent. It's eighty five to one hundred percent. It's ridiculous. Does it also stimulate stem the stem cells to stop being dormant? Because I'm using the stem wave technology. It's new, and it's it's uh, just FDA approved, which is crazy. But it's very focused for athletes to, um, if you are, or people who need rehab work, you know, whether their knees aren't working or their scar tissue. But for example, I pulled, I'm, I'm playing hockey again, which is just crazy. I hadn't played in like seven years. I haven't been on ice, but I'm on ice again. Cause I'm trying to get back into shape. And as like a moron, I go out there playing as hard as I can and I don't stretch enough. <laughs> so I pulled 
two groin muscles, but I went, my chiropractor has this new stem wave thing that they just got to work with muscles that are, you know, having issues. Usually you're out for six weeks with that. I wasn't out at all because they use the stem wave to generate, it cuts through the scar tissue, cuts through the inflammation. It's all frequency and it stimulates your stem cells to, um, to heal. And then, so it's really focused with the athletes that, for example, they think Aaron Rodgers used that to heal his a torn, um, what did he tear? Ah, oh, he tore uh, his Achilles, his heel, right? His heel. I don't remember what he tore, but he's record time. He's back. And they, he, my chiropractor thinks that's what he used to bring it back. But this is the same stuff as that, what you're talking about, but it's even more advanced. Well, we'd have to, we don't have any data on that that I'm aware of. We'd have to run a thing called the CD35 assay, which basically looks for stem cell proliferation rates. And so you'd pull the blood and look at a sample of it, look at the free floating stem cells, and then run it against a control to see pre and post, or are there any changes? So, I mean, that, that, that's a very, you know, for the guys doing stem wave, and I hadn't heard of that before, but that's a very easy test to prove validity on and say, yes, this is efficacious. You have blood beforehand with this number, and then you hit the stem, stem wave thing and you could easily quantify that and we haven't done it yet that i'm aware of um someone else may have worked on that one of the other institutes but it's that is a definitive thing that is quantifiable and but you guys are taking it to a different level let's let's talk about how yours differs from that because this was focused on torn muscles and ligaments it's really a muscle thing what does yours do and how does it compare to that I, I wouldn't know. Philip, you might have a, a better answer. Yeah. I have no clue because I don't know their technology. I'm assuming it's uh, it's it's electric uh, somehow. So it, it certainly does not work with pure quantum energy. So we work on the on the level below that they're working on. I'm almost certain, not having looked at their tech though, uh, that they don't work at all the way that we work. And it may be phenomenal for for what they do, and it may maybe the best you can use right for a specific point so where ours is most likely different is that it it really can penetrate a whole large area like literally your whole body no issue with that with that whatsoever most likely you could even use both at the same time because I'm assuming at this point that our tech is completely different from theirs. And then usually um, they just complement each other. That's what we've seen with a lot of other devices that use uh, pulse frequencies, for example, or like a Skinar device, was. you know, that yeah. works with uh, uh, on pain. You know, those are completely different devices, have nothing to do with our tech whatsoever. But if you use our tech in addition, it literally amplifies the effects. That's, you know, um, how I would describe it. And then, then our tech actually is so broad in what it does, right? Because you could you could use it for so many different things. You can even structure water with it. I mean, I don't know if people know this, but the Emoto Institute in Japan uh, ran analyses with our tech and found that it can structure and optimize water um, better and faster than any other method they've ever seen and tested before. And now they've been reselling our products actually in Japan since almost 20 months. <laughs> oh, so, are they really? That's yes, really awesome. Yeah. Okay. You know, it, it, it is so so there's a, a lot of use cases and it works on so many different levels at the same time it's it's so simple to use right so you don't need to be an expert you don't need to be a practitioner that 
needs to program certain things like literally every six-year-old can use our technology because it's so simple. Now you still need to learn with it because there's so much you can do with it, but just to operate it, it's it's like it's it's kindergarten safe. You know what I mean? So it's, yep, it's yep. very, very, very easy. Okay. So yours, the difference is that they're pumping frequency and electricity into the nerve cells and in breaking through the scar tissue and stuff and stimulating the stem cells they're doing it with electrical frequencies and you're doing it with quantum energy so that's the difference doing using the plasma um field and getting a a a deeper level again i haven't looked at their technology so i can't can neither judge it it nor talk about it nor know how they work but that's my assumption at this point that they work the way you described it and then indeed that would be one of the main differences yes okay there's so many you can modulate these things. Yeah, I just I think sometimes it sounds a little peculiar, but I I know matter of factly you can alter genetics with CRISPR. You know the you know actually the the mechanistic yep. cutting cutting of the genes, or you know if you look at like the work in Michael Levin's lab, you can use electrical fields and modulate DNA. You know, oh, so those so are what, well, no, that's a big connected. deal. You just got done saying it's a big deal because CRISPR was a huge you know. Uh, invention right but CRISPR mm-hmm. cuts i had a guy who led the um laboratory in university of texas austin and he came on and said his lab identified the fact that CRISPR cuts in like a hundred unforeseen areas so if you want to cut your dna sequence for a certain place right. <laughs> yeah this sucker it'll cut in like a hundred other places that you're unaware of it's not a precise science that's not good you know that's it's you guys we have to make it more precise. has to be really precise in order for this to be valuable what you're talking about is a different way of doing the same thing that perhaps could be more precise well, not specifically with genetics. I was just saying that it, just as an example, there are, there are multiple things that we would have thought of previously is like you have to have tangible physical interaction in some form, right? Whether it's okay. acoustic waves, electric waves or something like that. But we're doing similar things, but just with a, a more subtle wave. You know, you don't actually have to cut someone's genes to modify their genes. You can do it with electrical frequencies. And, you know, and that's very proven tech now. And But I, as an aside, I completely agree with you. If you look at the... Uh, if you look at the evolution of this, this study of genetics, we used to say, oh, that's junk DNA, right? And there was, there was a, like, a, you know, a ton of junk DNA when Craig Ventner was doing his thing in the Human Genome Project. A lot of it, oh, that, there's no purpose to that. It's junk DNA. And then every couple of years they go, oh, well, apparently that actually does serve a purpose. And then they come back another five years later and go, that's actually not junk. It does this. And it, my thing is nature is nothing if not efficient. Sometimes it seems very brutal. But it's usually pretty efficient. And in the context of who wore it best, nature. Nature always wears it best. So we might not understand it, but nature does. You know, and it's it's figured out so many things like storing things on the cloud. Yeah, nature already does that. It's done it for eons. Who knows? Kasha records, right? Well, I was actually thinking of, you know, Rupert Sheldrake studies where they were showing that genetic predisposition is changing in animals on opposite sides of the world. And it seems to update species by species, Isn't whether it's crazy. Yeah. Like, and there's that, this like record of how they and then across the world, it's kind of like water. If you take a vial of water, split it in two, have it one in um i don't know united states one in england and you change the chemical makeup of the vial in the united states it'll change in england 
Yeah, that's kind of amazing. That that would be a complete entanglement function. I I haven't seen that data. Doesn't doesn't sound impossible to me, but you know that that Max actually and Phil were doing some of that stuff. Those experiments yeah, that, that yeah, was fantastic. pretty cool. Yeah, but that's the same. That's the same concept of yeah. having that record where the species, the genetic species, changes in one continent and they change in another continent too, and they're not intermingling. Yeah, or information is transferred through so that, you know, if this animal learns this, you know, you hear people talk about it as like the hundredth monkey theory, where there's things reach a degree of awareness, you know, like the, the use of tools and animals on islands in the South Pacific that were isolated. Once there was a certain number of animals that were using tools, then suddenly all of the animals could use the tools. It was as if there was kind of like, it reaches a threshold and then nature hits the update button and suddenly everything has the cognitive awareness of how to do that thing. That's us becoming more aware yeah. and conscious of what's going on in our world. That's why we say the great awakening really as we so. become, <laughs> would you say it? I really, really hope so. You know, I this, do uh, too. Well, but what do you think? Okay, let me throw this at you. What do you think about water being the way that that we evolve? So much of it is because we're what ninety percent. How much water are we? We're a huge portion of water, right? Count over ninety nine percent of yeah. The okay, and water. water has memory too. I had somebody we t I talked to a while ago that talked about water having memory, and then what we drink. And you, the Emoto Institute talked about the structure of water based on the emotions that are projected onto it and everything else. And we share water from rain, from streams. I mean, it's a whole biological system. And so then that water has that memory. We drink it, and then it affects all of us. What do you think of that concept? 100% accurate. Luc Montagnier, the Nobel laureate who got the Nobel Prize for isolating the HIV virus, he, it saved the fact that he actually had a Nobel Prize. Everybody would have said he was a complete quack because he spent decades working on water and water memory. And I mean, it, it's it's literally the way water stacks is like a stereoscopic crystal. It's, so it's when it's structured, it's H3O2 and it stacks on itself stereoscopically. Some might say that would be a liquid crystal. And as we know, you can store things in a crystalline structure. So it's not yep. it's not really that shocking even. If you kind of, if you, if you take the sort of the, the woo-woo factor out of it, you can just pull back and go, oh, so you're telling me that you can store things in a crystalline matrix. Well, yeah, of course you can. You know, that's not at all shocking. We we know that. We do that in everything, basically. Well, and then that's how we can all kind of connect, too, because the memory in the water goes into the the rain, it goes into our streams, it's in our drinking water, and it affects all of us. I just the next think... time I cry, I will think about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So let's talk about your wound. Well, we talked about the wound healing. What else do you want to talk? I mean, because this is really amazing stuff. Yeah. So let's, you know, why not uh, bringing up the spike proteins here? We haven't done that uh, so far, also because it's an ongoing study, actually. And uh, it's a study run in Austria and Europe. And it's been going on since I think roughly three months. I think it's 26 test persons, if I'm not mistaken, 13 in a control group that are not treated. And then 13 in the so-called treated group that actually received the quantum upgrade in, in the sense, but it's, you know, whether it's the quantum upgrade or it's our block technology, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just one works over distance. It's just way more crazy to think about it, right? That it does work over distance. And 
they're they're looking at the blood over a more long-term study so again it's still ongoing and they were not look trying to look into the spike proteins uh, at all it's just it so happened that each time they looked at the blood of any of the control group people they always found traces of the spike protein in the blood in case even if you didn't get the vaccine that's the point they found the spike protein yeah that's that's one unfortunate point yeah that's one unfortunate point that they've found they actually found that out already beforehand and they they know quite a bit about this stuff that is it that but but is it it less in those that didn't get the vaccine than those that did I can't speak to that. Uh, I just know that they f- were able to find traces in all of those, whether they were vaccinated or not. Okay. Uh, it, did, it didn't matter at all. And, and they had both of these types uh, in the control group. And then they had also both of those types in the treated group. And since the beginning of the study up to now, they have not been able to find any traces of the spike protein in any of the treated test persons. And uh, that so is amazing. quite significant. And, and so they just shared that with me a couple of weeks ago. Do you have pictures? And not yet. So it's okay. an ongoing study. And uh, we'll see if we can maybe get this part carved out as a separate report or something like that. And, and once that's ready, I'm happy to share it as well as the study once it's completed. But again, it, it's still uh, set to run for a few months. And it's also great that it is set uh, to run for a longer term, but it's quite significant. If you look at three months of history now and you can't find any traces of it whatsoever anywhere in the just, blood. And they yeah. and they don't just take one like blood out of one area. It's very important, actually. Though, so they they use different areas of the bodies where they uh, take the blood just to also make sure. So it's it's quite comprehensive. It's quite telling. You know, I don't want to draw any last conclusions, but there's uh, there's definitely something there, and it's it's definitely very very interesting. It's very promising. I mean, there's so many people with injuries, vaccine injuries, that this could be really promising for people. And, and so it's pretty serious. There's a lot of people walking around with injuries, blood clots. Um, I, I don't know. It's the list is long, right? And people dying suddenly. So those who are, are kind of lost, there's people who are lost trying to figure out what to do because it's hard to, you know, they're working with the wellness company. They have the spike support that helps dissolve yeah. spike protein and things. But a lot of these people are so messed up. It's not one thing they need a cocktail of stuff and so your tech could help with that it's definitely an addition that you know most people are not even aware that exists yes. that they can tap into this and it's it's certainly really an addition you know you you may want to really take your natokinase and things like that that's right uh, to help on a physical level right there's so many great things and we're not telling anyone to stop doing these things because I think this is great. In general, anything you can do to improve your health and staying fit, just go do this and never stop that. But you can add an additional layer to that. And at the same time, you can actually raise your own consciousness level, bringing in the loop again away from the very scientific, very physical to the energetic, because that's also the time that we're in right now. We're called for this. We need to wake up. And it doesn't help waking up 
to the fact that there's some evil players out there and all of that. Yeah, that's just a show at the end of the day. It all matters what happens with within us and we need to wake up. We need to raise our own consciousness level. We need the hundred if, monkey thing. And as right? long as people don't understand that, they they need to keep digging. And uh, you know, there's a German saying uh, out there, you know, you you get a wet washcloth in your face, you know, to wake up, right? And if you don't get that, then at some point, it'll start raining these washcloths. And right now, it's pouring everywhere, right? It's, it's really pouring. pouring. So wake <laughs> up and do something. That's and uh, and also, you know, you don't have to turn to our text. So that's not a call for that. It's just like go inwards, do meditation, do yoga, do whatever raises your own vibration, stay positive and and look at the truth even though it's hard to look at and you know our tech happens to actually really help on that level because you can calibrate the so-called hawkins scale uh, or on the hawkins scale you can calibrate our our technology and it really calibrates higher than any other products out there in the world by far and large there's not even a comparison out there um, at least we're talking about publicly available uh, products right so maybe hidden somewhere of course there's someone that deals with similar things but they don't make it available to the public so we're different in the sense we talked about that before that we chose to distribute it and also it cannot be stopped anymore so you know um <laughs> if you shoot it's out there they can't bury it like they did the tesla then... files so yeah. they that, i mean this is what makes it so amazing is that it's out there you know people are like we've learned from the fact of what they've done in the past burying stuff and so we're not going to allow that to happen and they, it's already out there now and it can't be buried so that's amazing and there's a book that you recommended people read last time i gotta pull that up and i'll and include it here it has to do with what you're talking about power versus yeah. force by david hawkins yes i'm gonna i'm gonna find that and post it with this video so okay let's talk about your two texts now you got one that's physical one that's not and they both work the same it's the same technology it just some people like to have the physical block but the physical block can be programmed right well, so and and so on the physical side, we also have additional products that carry specific frequencies. So you can, you know, do certain things like with a water bottle, for example, we have the most important vitamins and minerals for the human body in frequency form uh, in the in the bottle, basically. And so as you, you get put your water in. You get yeah, all so your it, vitamins and minerals every day by just drinking on this water bottle. Correct. In frequency form, a frequency is the same as information. Pretty much you can interchange these words. And uh, so it, it not only structures the water, it also informs the water. Well, that's just like one of the examples. So coming to the blocks, indeed, so the blocks don't contain any specific frequencies, even though everything is frequency. It's basically a neutral, pure quantum energy field or, or multidimensional space, actually, inside and it can do all these amazing things that we we talked about. It literally in a specific radius, it uh, harmonizes EMF. And there's people out there talking about Shungite helping with EMFs. Great, great finding, guys. But you're like way behind the curve. Like you you compare what the effects are of a Shungite that you're wearing or a Shungite pendant with having a block. Age is different. So welcome to the ultra. So our tech is just. 
way, it's way, way, way better. It's way more and, effective than Shunday. Yeah. Okay, so also, who doesn't want a water bottle that gives you all your vitamins and minerals? And does it also protect from EMF, the water bottle? It's a different well, function, no, the, the water, no, no, the water bottle wouldn't do that necessarily. So it probably has beneficial effects that you can measure in that regard, but it it doesn't have a feel literally that like we have these capsules or the blocks, where the blocks have a radius of up to a kilometer, even uh, radius, like you could put them in a big hotel and they cover the whole hotel. And then you can measure all these people inside and you couldn't find harmful effects of EMF on those people. And you thought no, the water bottle block- couldn't do that. The water bottle is more for vitamins and minerals, right? The water, which who wouldn't want that when we can't even get our vitamins and minerals from a carrot. I just had Marjorie uh, Wildcraft on and she said a carrot when I was, she was a little girl. So maybe about 50 years ago, she said that a carrot had 11 times the nutrients that a carrot has today. I mean, the nutrients are so bad in our food. Yes. So that's why that is so important. The most important thing for you is your vitamins and minerals. But beyond that, now the the blocks, do they all come programmed already so that it protects you from EMF? Yeah. So that's, that's already built in. So that's, that's like the minimum function. Um, it always has, you don't need to do anything with it. You just put it somewhere and you can even forget about it. And it just does that on its own. Then you can start using it though. For example, you could, so the thing with water, right? So that the, what the Moto Institute showed what, what's happening with water uh, seems to be happening also with, with foods, right? So, and that's still something we can't claim and don't here. So please do not try this yet at home. But there has been a pilot study already with significant results and there have been countless testimonials, including um, a video out there where live on stage, Ian Mitchell put crab meat in the arm of someone that's allergic to crab meat and it all started swelling that he get like blisters and, and it got red and then the same crab meat live on stage in front of over 100 people at the biohacking conference in orlando a couple of years ago um, they put in our block and charged it for like five or six minutes four minutes is enough and then uh, he put the a crab meat in the guy's other arm and there was no allergic reaction right so that's Definitely something where we see more and more evidence indeed. Uh, So you must have freaked out the audience. The audience was like, holy crap. You created a lot of converts on that. I remember that. Yeah, everybody came up after it to look at his arms because it was so profound. And that was great, actually, when Philip called and said, hey, do you think there's a way we can do a an experiment in real time live to show that this isn't just, you know, some wacky crap? Thing? Yeah. Yeah. And when people saw it, it literally it was so funny to me because you could see the cognitive dissonance where everybody kind of like a dog that had heard a new sound just kind of went, bro. You know, (laughs) (laughs) what the heck is this? You guys are quacks. How did you make this work? Yeah. So it looked more like a magic trick, but it's just waveforms are either constructive or destructive when they interfere with one another. And so all we're simply doing, and this is why your question about negating EMFs, that's just how it works because it's harmonizing things to your, your physiology because the, and the most compelling thing about all this to me is what you have to realize you can either I, I could put my head in the sand and try not to realize this but as somebody who's relatively open and trying to pay attention and learn more when you do these experiments the thing that is truly the most profound to me is there is very clearly some sort of underlying intelligence that connects and understands everything we're doing and it in and of itself 
takes the capacity, you know, or takes the job of doing that and balancing out your particular waveform as a, as an organism with the waveforms of other things to make it more conducive. And in the case of EMFs, your particular waveforms and mitigates the effects of EMFs for your physiology. It's, it's remarkable. I mean, that, that part of it is to me, truly the most profound is to go, holy cow, there's this underlying intelligence that connects everything. You know, it That's starts to sound so like the awesome. fourth thing. <laughs> well, no, but you know, this is where religion, where I was talking about spirituality comes with you starting to prove some of this stuff that there yeah, really it's is. <laughs> it's really, a, yeah, it's really quite amazing because it's all starting to come together. But I think it's, it, we're in our infancy in understanding all this. And it, I think the potential is so great because we do have issues with 5G and, and EMFs. And they, but as we learn more about this, we can figure out how to use frequency to communicate with our tech and also resonate with our bodies and not harm ourselves. But right now we don't know enough. So all this tech is harming us because we haven't figured it out. But this tells me, hey, we got a great future. We can have all this great communication tech and use different frequencies that harmonize with our body. And so I just think I see this as a huge, optimistic, awesome future as they start to figure this out and implement it for the welfare of humanity. Because right now they're just so clueless as to what they're putting. They don't, they don't even know. Yeah, yeah well, that's true. I'm sorry, go yes. ahead, whoever... So you guys both talk. Well, no, it's it's absolutely true, and so there's there's so many more possibilities out there, and you know you alluded to some of those, and and I think time will tell, right? The possibilities are definitely there, and as we all raise our consciousness and we all figure out that the way we've been doing it as humanity isn't the way we should be doing it in the future. I think more and more the ideas will come, the technologies will come up, and the collaborations will come to actually make these things happen. And then bit by bit, we will um, be able to to build the new. And everyone, you know, involved in this does does their part. And then, you know, I think that's that's how it will work, not by fighting the old, but by just by yeah. building the new, creating and, the new. Yeah, and so. You know, we talked about the the physical products. Like for example, if you want to structure water or you want to, you know, neutralize these harmful effects of crab meat, for example, onto this person's body, and then you need a physical block, right? So because it's it's very targeted, you put an object in there. I mean, we we would have the capability to do it also remotely, but it's it would be way too complicated at this point. So it's we're not set up uh, to offer that over distance at, at, at this point. But over distance, what can be done is literally to, to provide this field for a whole home or location or for a car or for a phone or for an individual, right? And so, and that's, for example, what the Base Institute has been studying, right? So there were also dark field microscopy studies, then there's this, by the way, the ATP and wound healing studies also were done with, with over distance, right? With, with our analog technology, but over distance. Um, but so that's, that's just a different way on how that works. So you can, you can even try it for free. I think Sarah, we, we had even a code set up for, for your listeners where they could get 15 days free trial. So I'll, 
I'll look that up again and and I'll resend it to you so you can make it available to people. We'll so have people it here. Can just yeah. try it and 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 you know see for themselves. So you have two now. The the physical one. Can you like if I have my physical block, can I put my water bottle in there that's not charged and charge it? How does it work? Or can I charge my necklaces and my earrings and my yes, clothes you can charge and whatever. You can charge all of that. If I'm not mistaken, you still just have the quantum block, which is by far the weakest block. It's mainly used to copy frequencies. That's what it's really great at and, and leverage for. But for a very strong field to charge other things, you can still charge things with it, but it's not like there's no no real power behind it. You know, we'll we'll have to get you um give me the powerful one, the, one that I could just sit here and yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get you one EMF. because I want We're all I, always so busy we forget you know but I, I remember that yeah. a long time ago we sent you just the quantum block and it's really the weakest device so you want to have one way more powerful I want to be able to put one I want to put one in the center of my room and my whole family is protected with from EMF yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's also happening with the quantum block so that's no problem but to do more with it and to have much greater effects on your your body and and everything right. and the consciousness level and charging water bottles that you can then can you also make it so that I'm in shape without having to exercise? <laughs> <laughs> Go exercise. Don't stop I know, I'm exercise. Being, <laughs> I'm just being stupid because I've started skating again. And at my age, when I'm starting to skate again, it's like, oh, my God, I just got flattened by an asphalt truck. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> but I'm doing it and it's good for me. Okay. So... <laughs> Where can people get this? I'm going to put this. Your products are amazing. So I'm adding them to, I have them on my, I always have them on my shop page, but we wanted to get together and talk about things that we could put on the prepper page and our unique Christmas gifts. I think these are for sure at the top of the list of unique Christmas gifts. If somebody wants, you know, a quantum block, you can protect with EMF. Can you, is there things that they can get that isn't as expensive that can, you know, cause a quantum block is expensive, but it's worth it if you want to protect your whole family and everything, you know, and then you also have your distance where they can put a field around and protect themselves. So they got to go to your websites and it explains both, right? Your websites. Yes. You, you can, you can, um, read about both there and yeah i mean the blocks are um they're actually very cheap for what they do if you think they, about it but it's are. certainly a Absolutely. price point where you you may want to start with an all-rounder product like the so-called heel capsule or the water bottle you know the heel capsule way more than the water bottle because the heel capsule you can use in many different ways and it actually also protects yourself uh against emf if you wear it and you can also put it in your pocket if you don't like to to wear it here well, it's a perfect so, gift for your sister or something or yeah no definitely friend. these yeah. kinds of things yeah because yeah. it's in the price point where you know i don't know if i want to spend 1200 on my sister for a block but i don't remember what the price is but I'll spend a hundred bucks on something, but you might not yeah. want to. Yeah. A four pack, a family pack of four of, uh, of the heel capsule, I think are two ninety five. So you get basically for th almost 300 bucks, you get four of those and that'd you know, be perfect. You, you only like, need one. Um, <laughs> so you get four gifts for three, for two ninety five, and then you can yeah. give them to multiple people. That that's a perfect. Well, and gift. you have a discount code, I think, so it'll be even cheaper. I don't remember the code, but I'm I'm sure I'll I'll send it to you, and you can make it available then. <laughs> that's all. yeah. People want discounts. Everybody's tight on money, so giving us a discount that would be great. And the water bottles and all this will all be listed on our Christmas list and for unique. Christmas list 
and people need to go look at it. Well, now these are very practical though, protecting you from EMF and realigning, reconfiguring your, and they looked at the pictures. People need to remember this really works. And this stuff is important because having your blood and the EMF affecting you the way it can, it really creates a lot of, I mean, there's disease issues. There's all sorts of things. What can happen to you when the EMF, when your blood collaborates like, it was, you know, create, I'm saying blood clots. What, what happens when your blood is that messed up? So when yeah. it's that messed up, it, yeah, well, definitely nothing good. So, you know, high risk for stroke, heart attack, any type of heart disease, for example, right? You're just running at, at high risk. If you have clotted blood and up to the point where, you know, when, when it's really hard, you can just die from it, right? <laughs> I don't know. Well, if it gets so bad up. that you can die. Yeah, and, but there's uh, pretty much every disease, right? You're at a higher risk of almost everything. It it actually can change your intracellular pH a bit because when the influx and efflux, like the calcium channels that open up, all that stuff is regulated by a thing called voltage gated calcium channels. And when those those calcium ion channels open up, if it's a very balanced system, and if they are affected by EMFs and aren't allowed to have the proper influx and efflux of, of ions, then your body's pH starts to shift and you become more prone to getting viral loading and you just get sicker and sicker. It's kind of, it's, you know, basically we're chemical, but we're also electrical and photonic and everything else. And so if you take any one of those systems, you know, poison comes in many forms. It's not just, you know, the bottle with the skull and crossbones on it. It can also be the waves at the wrong waveform. They're, they're just as damaging. You know, if you, if you hit somebody with sound like lithotripsy, you use it to blow up kidney stones, right? That's a beneficial approach, but it also leaves bruising all over you, even though it's sound waves and it's invisible. There are all these different modalities. And if you use something like that and you expose yourself to improper EMFs, it's incredibly physiologically damaging. People just, you know, it's like smoking was for a long time. It's the dirty secret that nobody wants to talk about. But in the future, it's going to be as open and clear that, you know, like, oh, well, this is the brand of cell phone I use. You know, I smoke Lucky Strikes as a doctor. You know, that's it's going to be that kind of a thing. Like when when people in the future look back at what we're doing, kind of we take the the ostrich approach of wedging our head in the sand regarding EMFs. It's not going to be so good. Well, they're going to look back at EMF and all the stuff that we did as because they'll understand it just as basic understanding. Yeah. And it'll be like bloodletting, you know, using one of those Right. The sucker things that they put on. Well, you know, Sarah, I'm going to go take some of my uh, bear uh, manufactured heroin and use that because I'm developing a little bit of a cough. You know, I mean? <laughs> yes. When I you mean, look at the same. stuff that we used to do, and you're like, "What cough syrup for kids with heroin? Really? You know, that's <laughs> kind of like, this in the future is going to be that sort of a thing." That's good though, because it'll be huge progress because we're really <laughs> suffering from it now. Okay. You guys are amazing. You're so fun to talk to. What do you want to finish up with and where can they follow you? Well, I, I want to follow up really with, you know, stay positive guys and, you know, just focus on raising your vibration and do what you can. There's a solution for everything. And uh, that's my message for today. Yeah, and mine, given all of the data that I've seen and kind of the interconnected nature of everything that is very apparent, pretty much the same. Just go out and be kind because the, the waveform propagates and it's really cheap and inexpensive to be kind to people. 
and you know your basic daily interactions and but it it makes a difference and that that will cascade and god knows the world needs a lot of kindness and love right now yes we do so thank you so much you guys are so much fun to talk to i really appreciate you coming on the show yeah happy Thanks to be so here so much for having us 